0: Hi, and welcome to episode 73 of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life.
1: I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher at iPhone Life.
0: And I'm Connor Carey, Feature Web Writer at iPhone Life. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. And before we jump into this episode, we want to tell you about our sponsor, LifeProof, which has an amazing waterproof case that we want to tell you about.
1: Yeah, well, actually, this is what's so interesting about it. It's not waterproof.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> Let me Your tell you about it. Is. Yes,
1: exactly. So, if you followed <laughs> us at all over the last 8 years, you know we're obsessed with life proof. We love their cases. They came out. They were one of the first people to come out with a f- waterproof case that was slim. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. And now the iPhones waterproof. Exactly. And so they've come out with this case which is still slim, highly protective. It is dirt-proof, snow-proof, drop-proof, but it's not waterproof.
0: Right. And so
1: what's cool about that is, A, it's a little bit cheaper. B, you don't need to have quite as, even though it was a slim case before, you don't need to have quite as thick of a profile. So it's a really great option if you have an iPhone X or you're just looking for a case in general. Um, obviously, don't buy Well, you could buy this for... A phone that isn't waterproof as well but n- no if your phone's waterproof or not right uh mm. but they do have a they still have their nude and their free which are waterproof so they have those lines available uh but this is a nice addition to their line as well uh life proof next and they have a life proof slam which is drop proof but not dirt proof and snow proof so you can see well you can't see, but if you go look at their website, you'll see it covers up your bottom port right. and it kind of covers up and protects your phone from getting dirt in and things like that. For this mm-hmm. line, the next, the Slam is just a very protective yet slim case. So really great range all around for the life proof brand and we're promoting the next today.
0: And one thing I like about these cases too is that they're clear because I feel like the yeah. I, one of the nicest right. features of the iPhone X is the back. I feel mm-hmm. like it's very like attractive especially the white one has that kind of pearly white back and you can see the apple logo and so it's a bummer to cover that up exactly because from the front the iphone 10 looks a little bit more like almost a samsung phone it doesn't yeah. look as distinctively apple but well so the
1: notches but it yeah. is it is <laughs> nice notches. to see the no, back yeah. it's the notch is very distinctive let's call it i just it like the way you said
2: that well the notches <laughs> i know
1: <laughs> i get defensive when you compare things to <laughs> samsung yes. uh the back too is it works with the Qi chargers am yes. i pronouncing that right have we decided that it is Qi? it's huge yeah.
0: No. no, it's Chi. No, you're right, Q. you're right. Okay. You're right. you're
2: spelled Q-I, so it's a little okay. confusing.
1: Yeah. So, and I'm obsessed with the Chi chargers now. So, I know. all <laughs> my cases need to be compatible. This one is most plastic back cases. It's plastic back cases are compatible. Is this the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's generally like if there's not a wallet on the back or some like thicker material, Um, that isn't plastic, you're probably going to be okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Seems like most cases work
1: okay with it. Or
2: like I use a pop socket, which gets in the way.
1: Messes stuff up.
0: But I love it. it. (laughs) 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 So last episode, uh, we had our COO, Noah, come on and tell us about his experiences with the Apple Watch Series 3 with cellular connectivity. And so we had a response from a listener that we wanted to read about what uh, they liked and disliked about their Apple Watch Series 3. Um, so I'll read that to you guys now. Greetings. I came from the Garmin Vivo Active to the Apple Watch 3 in early October. So this was interesting to get a little comparison here. Yeah. Um, mine is with LTE service and here's what I like. Quick, easy, fast text messaging. I'm on the go and not having to pull out the phone is great. Starting calls away from my phone and transferring to the phone when or if I want is also great. Uh, this person likes highly polished apps and lots of them. I'm tracking my sleep, heart, and all of my exercises. Heart, I assume, meaning heart rate. Uh, <laughs> I've lost five pounds without even trying. Awesome. It just happened with two months of ownership.
1: Wow, that's quite the testimonial.
0: Yeah. Um, take music along and play on, play with my Bluetooth headphones. And set. He, this person says they barely use their phone anymore. So, And here are the things that, the, that they don't like. The SOS going off when I have a hard wrist bend. That That happens to me sometimes. Um, And also, I don't want to invert the controls to the other side away from my wrist, so I'm just dealing with it. I think we need a better LTE antenna, or perhaps I need to ditch Sprint. I think this person needs to ditch Sprint. (laughs) I lose my connection too often. Yeah, poor Sprint. (laughs) All in all, I love the product and look forward to the next generation. Thanks for your great programming and what you folks do. Thank you for writing in. Thank you. And we got a ton
1: (laughs) of emails this time around. So thank you all for emailing us. We read all of them. Not on the air, but we read all of them. And some of you guys just emailed us to thank us. And we read those too and appreciated those. So thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. We love hearing from you all. Uh, So next up, we want to talk to you about our tip of the day newsletter. As many of you probably already know, we send out an email every day teaching you something cool you can do with your iPhone, iPad, or Apple Watch. And it's just a one minute commitment each day to to learn and master your devices even more. So go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips and you can sign up there. And we want to share a tip with you this week that will make your life easier. Connor is going to tell us about it. (laughs) And that's how to move multiple apps at once with iOS 11. So this is
2: part of the new drag and drop features that came with iOS 11, which uh, on iPad are probably where you get the most use out of it. Mm -hmm. But you can drag and drop quite a few different things on your iPhone, and one such is apps. So to do this, you want to activate it as though you're going to delete your apps. So tap and hold until they get all squiggly. (laughs) <laughs> and then you want hey, one,
1: one. Let me pause you and give you one tip, that give our listeners one tip there, because I always accidentally 3D touch when I do this. Interesting. And so it's kind of... The difference is if you put your finger on the app, don't press. Just kind of leave it there yeah. lightly, and then you're kind of doing the normal tap, which will make them squiggle. If you push too hard, it'll go into 3D touch mode and it'll bring up shortcuts. That's a good point. Okay, good continue.
2: Point. So... Okay, so they're squiggling now, (laughs) and you want to select one of the apps with one hand, and then, you know, it'll pop out, and it'll be like, you can move it around, and in order to move multiple apps, you want to continue holding that one app, and then tap on the other apps that you want to add to that here. and you can actually see, like, you'll see the edges of multiple apps line up, Mm -hmm. and then, like, this is really handy if you want to move multiple apps into a folder, So then you just like you you're holding multiple apps with one hand, and you just move it up to the folder, lift your finger, and they'll all go Mm. into the folder. See when when they
1: announced all of these kind of dragging stuff what, what are we calling it drag and drop drag and drop when they now all the drag and drop features with iOS 11 I watched them I thought that's so cool I'm going to use them all the time and I can never remember how they work or when I'm supposed mm. to use them so I haven't really utilized this feature it's cool to hear a nice use case for drag and drop
0: yeah yeah it is
2: different on iPhone like on iPad I could see where you would use it a lot more often
1: I'm not I, I want to be but I have to like I need to go and rewatch Donna's guide on this, honestly. Yeah, yeah
2: you should because it's like if you're – I think to me it's most helpful if you're going to like move photos to an email because you could yeah. be in a photos app, select 10 photos, and just drag it to your mail app. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so with the iPad, the difference is you can you can do that really easily where you're dragging things between apps. Yeah. But with your iPhone, it's still really useful. Like within certain built-in apps of Apple's, you can still drag and drop things. Like within the Notes app, I found that to be handy. I'll grab a few things from a note and drag it over to a different new note. Oh, and so you can do things cool. like that. And I think a lot of people aren't aware of that Definitely. so it's kind of a good hidden hidden ios 11 feature
1: as far as moving apps around goes one of the articles we're writing for our next issue i think we're writing it the spring cleaning
0: yeah yeah That's so we're, right, yeah. we're
1: doing for our na- upcoming issue of iphone life magazine we're writing a spring cleaning article and so we're going to talk about all the different things that you can do to kind of clean up your digital life in your iPhones and that this is an area that I need to do because yeah. when I download apps they just go into a like they just go <laughs> next up on the screen and I have all these pages of apps that I haven't organized put into folders deleted the ones I don't want so the drag and drop is like a good tip for if you're doing spring cleaning and i think it's it's important like once a year just to like clean up your iphone it's a weird thing that you have to do this now but we use these phones every day and cleaning them up is important it's
0: true i know i'm excited about this article because i also think now it's so easy to move an old backup onto your new phone Mm -hmm. that you can have these like weird weird settings that you've had for years that you're just not even aware of so this will be a fun one Um, All right, so that's just one example of the tips you get with iphonelife.com slash daily tips.
1: And before we move on, I want to ask you guys a small favor because I'm assuming most of you guys are in fact either tip of the day subscribers or insider subscribers. If you're not, get on it. Tip of the day is Mm -hmm. free. Our insider program is amazing. But if you are, one of our New Year's resolutions for iPhone Life is to really find more ways to get the word out there and encourage word of mouth from our existing subscribers who know us and love us. So if you are a subscriber to the podcast, to any of our services, and you have any friends or family who you think would love it, please share it with them. We would really appreciate it. Uh, It goes a long way.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and speaking of our different services, iPhone Life Insider <laughs> is the we'll next share product with you. We, <laughs> we wanted to mention to you. That's our premium service. So if you've been you know, using daily tips for a while and really like it, you probably would love an Insider subscription. And with that, you get... A video version of our daily tips you get access to a full library of digital guides and that we have video guides on how to use your ipad i'm creating one for the iphone 10 i'm so excited. right now they're epic yeah <laughs> and uh connor always like looks through them and writes the promotional material so she sees yeah sees i'm just
2: always impressed with how much work <laughs> this lady puts into it
0: <laughs> Thanks, Connor. (laughs) Yeah, so you get that. You also get um, Ask an Editor, which is a feature that allows you to contact us anytime you have a tech problem that you're having issues with, and Sarah, our web editor, will write back and help guide you through whatever issue you're having, and that's a really invaluable thing for a lot of people because... You know, with tech, you can get into some weird kind of specific situations that it's hard to find an answer to online. Yeah. Um, and you also get a full archive of our magazine as well as each new digital issue. So, iPhoneLife.com slash insider is where you can go to sign up for that. All right, that's enough of our <laughs> promotion. Right. Done promoting. Uh, moving on to our news section, there are a couple interesting updates. Mm-hmm. Apple has recently bought Shazam, the, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of you probably know. That's the app that came out a while back that lets you recognize a song. If, right. you, if you hear something in a restaurant or you know, at the gym that you like, uh, Shazam can, has an algorithm that recognizes that song. And mm-hmm. I remember when this app came out, it was so, it seemed like magic. It was one yeah. of the first
1: apps where you're like, wow, my phone is magic.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and I still use it all the time. Yeah, because like you'll have a, exactly that. You'll I'll have a, I'll be hear a song if I'm out at a restaurant or on a movie or something. I'll be like, oh, I love the song, and it it's a way to identify it, add it to your playlist, and listen to it.
2: Yeah, and I think Shazam, it makes sense to me that Apple acquired it, because I've tried to use Siri to recognize songs, because technically that's a thing Siri can do, mm-hmm. but just not
0: very good.
1: Okay, so I I've I need to fact check this, but I'm like 90% sure that that actually is Shazam. It is, yeah,
0: <laughs> Apple right now pays, to, pays Shazam in order to be able to use that service. Well, <laughs> but it's still it's definitely so not really perfect. not as good. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so I, I don't actually know why. I know what you mean. I've had the same experience where I downloaded yeah. the Shazam app even though I knew that Siri could do it because I have a better experience with the Shazam exactly. app. Exactly. Um but also I was just reading up a little bit on this to try to find out like why like why would Apple mm-hmm. want to spend Yeah. I think it was for around four hundred million dollars. Yeah, um, on Shazam, yeah, this is true. <laughs> and uh, I guess part of the algorithm that you know the algorithms that Shazam has developed is being able to help suggest new songs based on what you listen to, and that's an area. You know, a few episodes ago, Connor and David debated whether Apple Music or Spotify <laughs> is better, and one of the things where that Shaz- Spotify is doing really well is being able to help you discover new music, yeah. suggesting yeah. new music based on what you listen to now. Yes. So I think Apple is really trying to step up their game.
1: I also think talking about kind of Connor's point in terms of the integrations with Siri, I, I would imagine one of their motivations is tighter integrations. Right. So first of all, when I, I used Shazam the other day, and it used to drive you, it used to have, once you it identified a song, it would have a link to Spotify and Apple Music. Now it's just Apple Music.
0: Right. (laughs) Which I'm a little annoyed
1: about as a Spotify user. Yeah, that's annoying. I I get the benefit to Apple to have exclusivity on Shazam. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I would imagine, similarly to how Amazon has... You know how you can like take a picture of a of a thing and then pull it up in Amazon to buy it.
2: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, and you can do a barcode. So this is a similar thing where I'm guessing it'll start to be more baked into the Apple Music platform, yes. where you can just open up the th- open up your Apple Music, l- play, l- get the song, and then add it really quickly and efficiently. Yes. Um. So I'm guessing a lot of that's gonna be integrations as well. Um, But one of the reasons why I said that was a lot of money is even though Apple obviously has a lot of, not only a successful profitable company, but they're known for having a lot of cash on hand, they rarely do large acquisitions. Beats was an exception, and this is an exception, but most of their acquisitions are small. So this was surprising for them.
2: Yeah, to me it says that there's like, they see a market, room for growth in the music app yeah. and they're like, this is what we need to do to overtake Spotify. Yeah, it Because they're makes still sense. behind Spotify
0: in the yeah. numbers. Yeah, I know. I think Spotify's still pretty much twice as big in terms of subscriber base yeah. right. even though, Apple Music has done better than I thought it would actually. I agree. Because I, I still feel like the app's a lot more bare bones than Spotify is but mm-hmm. even though I use Apple Music, Connor made a really great ar- <laughs> argument if you for want- all of that, the like integrations with the Apple and ecosystem. And there will be a
2: flowchart in the spring 2018 Ooh. issue so you can come to my conclusion
0: too. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we just came out with the spring 2018 issue by the way so if you are a subscriber uh, look for it in the mail in a couple weeks.
0: Yes, it's exciting. And <laughs> if
1: you want more info on Spotify versus Apple Music, Music, go listen to our podcast because yes. uh, yeah, we're gonna move on. It was a few, <laughs> a few episodes
0: ago. All right. So um, the other news item we want to talk about is that Apple finally uh, has an Amazon Prime. App for the Apple TV or so Amazon Yay,
1: yeah finally
0: we've complained about this a lot before you yeah. used to have to airplay anything from Amazon video, video. to your Apple TV mm-hmm. and as we all know airplay is not always that seamless and so you're gonna have more buffering time and issues I had so many problems with I didn't that. Even try yeah. yeah, so like I watched a few shows on my iPad, but, but but for the most part, I kind of forget that I have Amazon yeah. Video right. because I use my Apple TV all the time, Yeah, more than I'd care to admit. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I actually haven't watched any shows on it yet. Have, have you guys?
1: I downloaded it, browsed some shows. I haven't watched any, I haven't watched any, I would assume, but the user interface was clean and I'm yeah. definitely way more likely to use Amazon Video now that it's... Yeah. Like to me, the winner in this... In this news is Amazon, not Apple. Like I was yeah. always using my Apple TV, and now I can use Amazon more to the point where actually I would consider getting rid of Netflix because of this.
2: What
0: okay. really? That is I blasphemy. Mean, Amazon, <laughs> I don't. I don't think the Amazon has as much good original content. Like I really liked Man in the High Castle, but it's just all
2: different. Like to yeah. me, it's like if you want the complete. Pa- Hulu is really good at having TV shows that are also on TV. Yeah. And I, like, just recently for the first time, used my Amazon video because Mr. Robot was only on Amazon Prime.
1: Ooh, it's on Amazon Prime. I have to watch it. Is that that good?
2: (laughs) I've really enjoyed it. Ah. Um,
1: I think I need them both. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You just, like, in
2: my mind, if you can afford
0: it, you need all three.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. Or if you have friends, you just kind of share amongst your friends. There you go. Don't quote me on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so this was, like, a long-standing pain point, I think, for a lot of us and probably for a lot of you, too. So if you weren't already aware... You can now go download it. it. Amazon, yeah.
1: And let's make this our question of the day. Do you use Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon Video, or all of the above? And we can throw an HBO Go in there too. Let us know what you're using and uh, why. And why uh send us an email at podcast at iphonelife.com or if you just want to say nice things to us you can do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can also complain you know we you are, complain. we're open-minded Don't yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's a perfect segue into our complaints and learning segment uh so now we're each going to share either something we've learned in the past couple of weeks or something that's been bugging us um I have one with my iPhone 10 I've noticed that when I pick it up when it's when it's not lit up I can't tell. If it's upside down or not and so i've I've had that happen a lot to me yeah and so it's one of those things like we've got this beautiful edge to edge display which is great and this is a really small thing but it does make it hard to to tell what's going on and
1: nothing makes you feel extra smart like picking up your phone upside down (laughs) yeah i know
0: so i've got a complaint for that i have another thing too oh with spotlight search unless i'm you know i have so many apps now When you swipe down for Spotlight Search to find an app, it doesn't tell you what folder it's in.
1: Oh, yeah. Is there, yeah.
0: As far as I can tell, there's no way to tell where it is. Sarah
2: had a hack around this because she helped an insider with it, but I can't remember what it Mm. was. I feel like it was turning off Spotlight suggestions or something. Oh, interesting. And then it would show you what folder it is, but I can't be certain. We'll look but in, there was uh, a
1: workaround. We'll look into this and get back to you. So if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, we'll put a link into it uh, when we have that information. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's not the worst thing ever, ever because if you can't find an app, you can always use Spotlight Search to find it. Um, if right. you swipe down, it'll, it'll pop up and you can open it there. But... If you're wanting to find it for another reason, like where it's located, because you want to move it or delete it or something like that, then that that's annoying. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. So those are my. I'm just complaining today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As as we usually do. (laughs) I have a learning. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's hear it.
2: One of the the things switching to the iPhone 10 is that for the app switcher, you know, we all kind of complained a little bit that you have to hold. Uh, like you open up the app switcher and then you have to tap and hold the app Mm -hmm. card to Mm -hmm. get the little red circle in the top yeah and then i thought that from there you had to like tap each individual red circle
1: okay but you don't once the red circles
2: appear then you can swipe up like you always did right okay so that good to know that made it better for me
0: all right yeah i like that i still don't know why they added that extra step me either. Um, of having to press and hold and before being able to swipe I, up. But... I, I know why.
1: I, I don't like it, but I know why. It's because what? you need to – the swiping up motion is now used as uh, like what used to be pushing the home button. So it's a way to close oh. out that view and go back to the page you were on
2: interesting mm. but, but it's like but it's usually if you swipe up from the bottom that it goes home i would think that like you could still do like a center screen swipe and it would yeah be
1: open. If, if they did that we'd be complaining I, about yeah, that yeah, <laughs> and, and also you station. if you do that swipe up it will close it out like but and partly that's confusing because when it closes it out it kind of gives you a visual cue like it it shut down right. the app when it's not. Right. But it, that's the motion you're doing that's kind of what used to be the home button, it's to close that view out and mm-hmm. go back to the
2: home pit screen. That makes sense, I guess.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one other thing changed with the iPhone X that I found confusing at first was that you see little icons on the home screen for the flashlight and for the camera, but if you tap them, nothing happens. Yeah. You have to 3D touch them. Yeah. Right. And so it's fine, now that I know it, you, you know, you 3D touch your screen and go there. Um, but at first, that confused me a lot. But I'm not really complaining about it because it is nice because it's an extra step that doesn't let you by accident turn on your flashlight or open your camera. If, if you you turn, have to be pretty intentional about it, which is good.
1: It's really It would be really annoying if you could accidentally turn on your flashlight in your pocket because it would drain the battery. Yeah. Right. So I agree. I was confused by it. It's a little bit... Not the clearest UI, but it's also I get why they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have also have an iO or an iPhone 10 learning. So this is something that I discovered a couple weeks ago and then I discovered that like people around the office hadn't discovered it, so I'm assuming a lot of you guys haven't, which is with the app switching, yeah. I'm gonna take out my phone to kind of walk you through it as I do it uh if you do so if you have an iphone 10 you'll know what i'm talking about if you won't if you don't this might sound a little weird but to bring up the uh app switcher you do a little like swoop with your finger if you're watching the video you can see me doing this uh and you kind of pull up and it brings up the app switcher and that's sort of you have to kind of You have to figure that out because that's a mode you have to go into a lot. But what isn't as intuitive is if instead of doing kind of a swoop up like that, if you just kind of drag across, so it's just a straight swipe from the bottom, it'll switch into the last app that you used.
0: I really like that. And so it's a really convenient thing if
1: you're kind of bouncing back and forth between apps and doing something that requires two apps where you just quickly swipe on the bottom and it brings to the last app. You swipe again, it brings you to the next one. And so it's another way of kind of quickly switching between apps, which isn't intuitive. And I think a lot of people haven't discovered that yet.
2: But it's yeah. my favorite.
0: I, it's it's nice. my absolute favorite. It makes multitasking on your iPhone a lot easier. Yeah. It's
2: so easy. And you don't even have to open the app switcher. That's like the best part about yeah. it.
1: I find yeah. myself doing that a lot more than opening up the app switcher these days. Same. And it's funny too, because I'll do it like the something because it's convenient, I'll do it at times when I don't even remember what the next one is. I'm like, I hope that I'm going to the app that I wanted to go to. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: Keep going. Yeah, right. in
0: general, all of the UI changes on the iPhone X I've ended up liking for the most part. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the visuals are really like the way it transitions between the apps is really nice. Like, it's all I don't know. I'm yeah. adjusting to it better than I thought I yeah.
1: would. Yeah. In in the upcoming issue, I have my iPhone X review, mm-hmm. uh, and it was overwhelmingly positive. I had to kind of work hard to, and be nitpicky to find some things I didn't like about it. I'm loving my iPhone 10.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um,
1: but I will say that one area that I don't love is I do think this whole app switching area is a little bit more confusing than it used to be.
0: I yeah. Agree. And we also have an iPhone 10 article, like tips article by Connor in there that goes over A lot of these different things and how exactly to do it because sometimes with the podcast it's a little more confusing (laughs) because we're talking fast (laughs) and you know going through stuff but uh, this article will be helpful for you guys. Um, Also
1: just real quick explainer I explain this sometimes on the podcast but we have an audio version of the podcast so if you're listening to it on iTunes you can download the audio version but we also have a video video. well yes so exactly we have a video version of the podcast which is why I'm referencing a video a visual as i'm talking and so you can get that on itunes now or you can go to iphonelife.com podcast and on iphonelife.com podcast if you are just listening while you're at home or something it is really nice to go there because we do link to the tips we talk about we'll link to anything we reference in the podcast including our sponsors and we also have a transcription underneath so uh several different ways to listen and watch
0: yeah, and one thing that has confused me a little bit is that when we say it's on iTunes, that means that basically you can find find the video and audio version of the podcast most in most apps where you find podcasts. Yeah. So whether that's Downcast, Overcast or um the podcast app
1: Stitcher, I think. Yeah,
0: Stitcher, then you'll be able to find it um because iTunes pushes that out to all of those different apps. So you can find us a lot of places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we also want to go into our best apps and gear of the week. Um, we're heading up on New Year's, so I have I have a, an accessory that I'm going to be using for the New Year's party that I'm throwing oh, that I hope you guys are coming I'm to. I'm
1: attending. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I already RSVP'd.
0: So IK Multimedia has a lot of really great gear. They they create a lot of stuff for musicians. Um, mm-hmm. But this this is a tripod pod called the iClip Grip Pro, which is definitely a mouthful. Um, And this is a cool – I, like, tested it out over the weekend because I'm creating a uh, kind of, like, photo booth type thing. Oh, cool. And so this has – it can be a monopod, which is a strange – I don't really know why people use monopods to be – completely honest like i guess it's more like a selfie stick um <laughs> yeah but it I mean, has, they're weird so you can either hold it up and take selfies or i guess if you're trying to get a shot like at a concert above people's heads you might use that yeah. um but this it has legs that it can either be like a grip like that or you can um like expand the legs and put it on a surface and it has a handy little, like, Bluetooth sh- shutter button that comes with it. Oh, cool. So that's what I was thinking would be great for a photo booth setup. Yeah. Like, I'm clearing out a wall, putting up, like, streamers and stuff, and then I'll just have people um, hold the shutter button so they can control taking self-timed pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a great holiday party activity. It is. They're always fun. Yeah. And you always
1: get great photos because people forget to take photos, but they'll do – the photo booth because it's kind of an activity.
0: Yeah. Right. The one thing I'm worried about is my iPhone <laughs> because people uh-huh, will also uh-huh. be drinking at a New Year's party and I don't exactly feel like, um, sacrificing my $1,000 iPhone. So I don't know. Yeah. What do you guys think I should do? <laughs> Put <laughs> a
1: life proof next case on and, and just go for it. I <laughs> yeah. think you'll be fine if you have a, if you have a good case on it.
0: That's a good idea. Make sure I have a glass screen protector on there, a rugged case. Yeah. The, um, the This is a pretty high quality uh, tripod too. So I think that's the other thing is to have a sturdy tripod. Yeah. And
1: honestly, like if you can do something to secure the tripod so people don't move it. Because if it's attached yeah. to a tripod nobody's going to unscrew it. Right. That's but a good idea. But if you kind of like weight it down or tape it down or something.
0: Yeah. The other thing, um, this is a short tripod. So I'm putting it on an existing like a little table because it's probably it's only a few feet high so it's not a full okay. height one but the iClip Grip Pro that's my gear that's this week. That's cool. That is
1: cool. So I have been holding out for the HomePod and then I was devastated to hear the news that it's not coming out till 2018. And Poor I, David. I, I Life is so hard for me guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ultimate first world problem I know. So <laughs> I caved and got the Amazon Echo Dot. Oh, you yesterday. did! You? Awesome. Yeah. I'm
0: surprised. I feel like every time I brought up my Amazon Echo, you've been kind of like, whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So, but then what happened was <laughs> I was in the Libratone app because I have Libratone Zip speakers I love in my Libretone kitchen, zip. and they had a whole tutorial about how to set up the Amazon Dot with that. And I thought, well, I'm not going to need a Home Pod for my kitchen. Hmm. This is a way to connect it to my Libratone speakers That's and have awesome. the Dot. It is awesome, except for it didn't freaking work. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Maybe I'll be able to figure it out. But I spent a while yesterday trying to connect the HomePod, or sorry, the the <laughs> Amazon Dot, with the LibreTone speakers, and I hmm. couldn't get them to connect.
0: Oh, that's infuriating. That's really so I'm a little that frustrated. That is devastating.
1: Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> devastated on several levels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, so, but I have been messing around with the Dot. I am so far not blown away. I definitely want to mess around with it more, learn more, you know, quote unquote skills, cool things it can do. But I haven't th- found too many useful things. I was excited to have it in my kitchen because a, I in my kitchen, I often want to use hands-free so I want to be able to use Spotify, which yeah, I can. Really. Uh, and it has a lot of cool little kitchen things like, you know, I'm often like looking up teaspoon to tablespoon and ounces mm-hmm. to gallons and whatever. Yeah, it's useful. Uh, what do you think, Don? Because I know you have one.
0: Yeah, I love it. I also feel like you know, I'm only scratching the surface of what I can do with it. Like, I'll use it as a timer to play a specific song that I feel like listening to in the moment. Controlling the volume with your voice is really nice, oh, too. It can just nice. be like, Alexa, level three. And mm-hmm. then, it, like, it'll lower the volume for you. That So it's mm-hmm. like on a one to ten scale there. You can control the volume. I've done workouts. They have like a seven-minute workout app that's oh, nice. Oh, that's fun. They have a recipes app. All Recipes has a, a oh, skill cool. that I haven't tried out yet, but I, I think that could be interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to keep experimenting with yeah, it. keep trying. Do you have any other skills that you recommend?
0: Um. I mean, this one's like kind of not that uh, amazing, but they have like a an inspirational quotes one, <laughs> and it'll be like the person who – in the person's voice – that's kind of uh, cool. oh, that's uh, and so fun. it's kind of cool. Like you'll get like a quote by Maya Angelou, or you'll get, you know cool. Michael Jordan was one. Like you can just ask for a random quote of the day. Um, one other thing is just the flash briefs. You can go and uh, sign up for whatever news source you want, mm-hmm. so it'll give you like that. a quick rundown. Like I'll have NPR, New York Times, CNN, TechCrunch, like a bunch of different um, flash briefs, and that's really nice. Like while I'm making breakfast, I can get a quick like little five minute news summary from these different mm-hmm. sources.
1: In general, I will say that I wasn't particularly impressed by the setup. I think we're a li- I'm a little spoiled because I use so many Apple products. Apple's just better at this stuff. The, like, Apple has such a great onboarding process. It's really intuitive. The UI, I find, on Alexa so far, I've been a little bit confused. I th- honestly you think part You have to put in more problem, work than you want. Yeah, I had to put in quite a bit of work to, like, figure out how to get the skills, how to connect the devices, yeah. and they weren't... It wasn't discovering my new speakers, which is the problem. So i'm I agree. trying to i've heard such great things and i'm trying to like s- stick with it uh and by the way it's on sale right now which is why i did it it's hmm. normally 50 dollars, and i got it for 30 so
0: wow nice
1: 50 is in a range where i kind of have to be really excited about 30 was like i could do it as an impulse buy so if hmm. you're interested check it out let us know what you guys think and what skills you use uh podcast at iPhoneLife.com. and yeah that's so that was mine
2: cool I have an app and it's an app that I feel like everyone's probably heard of and maybe even used by now. But I just started using Audible. Oh
1: <laughs> it's amazing. What's Audible? No. <laughs> Actually so, let's explain it just in case yeah, people don't no, know.
2: Audible is for audiobooks. Mm-hmm. It's like you can it's an Amazon company so it connects really easily with like my Kindle and my Amazon account and you get credit. You so you get one free credit every okay. month. And it's, I think, $14.99 a month. Um, and that credit can be used for any book or any audio book, rather. Um, so I started listening to a short or a brief history of nearly everything by Bill Bryson. Okay. It's, like, basically just about science. Yeah, no, pages. I want to read that. It's been really good. I, I got it because I was just having a stressful week and I needed I needed something to, like, talk me to sleep (laughs) shut off my brain Uh and audible was there for me (laughs) nice and i i love it i have now started instead of like quick buying a kindle book being like oh do i
0: have a credit available yeah yeah it's really nice um i just joined a book club like six months ago And it's nice to have that option of listening, you know, especially when you're really busy and you're in front of the screen a lot. It's nice to be able to just listen.
1: Yeah. Well, and I've started, I used to always listen to music just throughout my day and I've kind of transitioned to when I'm at work, I'll listen to music. But if I'm doing something that doesn't require a lot of attention, I've started listening to a lot of podcasts, which I've been enjoying because I feel like I've learned a lot and it's in times when I normally wouldn't have ha- been able to like do anything productive like getting ready in the morning or whatever and I've been thinking about transitioning to I feel like Audible's the next step up because yeah. podcasts are great but they're so bite-sized that you can't necessarily really dive deep in a topic in a way a book does so right. I've mm-hmm. been thinking about it you might you might inspire it. me yeah it.
0: and if you're an Amazon user too it makes it really easy cuz you just buy books on on Audible yeah. through the Amazon website Mm-hmm. And so I found it I found that to be really simple, straightforward.
2: Yeah, I love it. And you get I think two free credits when you sign up. So that's you cool. have like two yeah. books to get started with.
0: Yeah, and it's not it's not cheap like it is. I think that was what stopped me at first. I'm like, do I want it? Like will I listen to a book every month and like do I want to pay $15? But it's nice to support. I mean, to support yeah actually paying for your content
2: i and i justified it by hbo go or now or whichever one i had was 14.99 a month mm-hmm. and game of thrones is over now so yeah, i don't need you, you don't HBO. need a, yeah, yeah yeah read a book <laughs> exactly <laughs> read so game of thrones like, <laughs> no, so it like evens out it's like yeah. 14.99 for hbo 14.99 for books like
1: yeah well and also i mean the main appeal to me is that I want to read more. I have a really long list of books Same. I want to get through, and I don't yeah. have time. And so, this is a way to read in uh, with an audiobook in times when I wouldn't have been able to read otherwise. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you can also um, you can also build up credits if you miss a month. Oh, cool. You yeah. can like roll over that credit to the next month. And what,
1: cool. one last really cool tip for both Kindle and Audible is you can have. Uh, if you have a family account and you can Mm. link your uh, account with other people in your family, you can have a shared Kindle library, which is really cool because then if if I buy... and, And so I have this with my dad. And so... He reads a lot, listens a lot of audiobooks, and I just have access to anything that he's read. Wow. It, that's really cool. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't know that, and a lot of people who are in families, or you know, you can have a friend family, uh, You can they don't go through trouble setting it up, and then everybody's having to buy their own content, and this is nice because you can share content.
0: That's cool. But yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah. Well, so this is our last episode before the holidays. Happy so, holidays, yeah, happy everybody. Happy holidays to all of you guys. Uh, you know, as David said, we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for all of your emails and support, and uh, we will see you in 2018. Oh my God! <laughs> and make sure to email podcasts at iphonelife uh, to answer our question of the week, which was David Shazam.
2: It was oh. which streaming service oh. do you use? Shoot, I was Hulu, way off. Netflix, or Amazon Prime Video, or all of them, and why? Yes, yeah, thank okay. you, Connor. <laughs> you
1: uh, can always count on Connor a, uh,
0: to uh, keep it together <laughs>
2: for us all. <laughs> we say
1: as Connor loses it. Uh, <laughs> one quick logistics point here. Uh, the reason why we're wishing you all happy holidays now is we're taking one extra week off. Mm -hmm. I guess that would technically be after the holidays anyway. But we have a three-week break because we're going to do a special CES show. So we go to Consumer Electronics Show every year. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. And this year... All three of us are going, plus Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. So this will be a four-person podcast. Woo-hoo. Crazy. Yeah. This will
0: be Connor's first CES. Yeah. So it's going <laughs> to definitely be a bit of a culture shock. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> um,
1: and what we do, if you haven't followed us for a while, uh, for since last year, is we go through and we pick the best new accessories, electronics, of the year from the show we do awards there and so we'll do a podcast going over our experiences at ces all the cool new things we've seen so make sure you tune in in 2018
0: yeah so if you're it's like i think 500 dollars general admission to ces so you don't even need to pay all that we'll tell you all the coolest stuff that you need yeah yeah all right we'll see you guys next time
1: thanks everybody